This is Tiffany. And it's Isel. And you're listening to Girl Talk with God. In this episode, we'll be diving into 2 Corinthians 5 7 and asking, Are we living by faith and not by sight? Let's get to it. Let's get to it. We made it. We hope. Thank, thank you, the Lord, that we made it for another year. Oh, oh how was, how, how do you feel? Girl, Right now, I don't feel like I've been run over by a truck, so that's, that's good. good. Or like <laughs> Grandma got ran over by her reindeer. <laughs> I'm twenty twenty three was feeling like it. Yeah, like, but we are here twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four. I never thought that I'd be able to say, Can you imagine twenty twenty third no, twenty thirty? Yeah. Or twenty thirty five. Oh my no, gosh. Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, Issa, let's do a little check-in. Okay. What's your rose and your thorn from this week? And maybe let's tell the people why they had to wait another week for us. Yeah. So, if you guys listened to our first episode, I had went away for a month. And then I just got, we, ju- we got discharged um, January 10th. Mm-hmm. So, it was just... It didn't make sense for us to rush into doing something while it was a lot going on. I was trying to get settled in um, back home, just getting everything organized. So we just waited the week and it just didn't make sense to just rush into things. So we wanted to obviously pray about it, too, and really just organize this second episode because the second episode moving forward is going to be what really this these podcast is all about. So awesome. And we're in our studio space, guys. I know. Yeah, so it was, I mean, it actually got set up pretty quickly. I didn't think that it would get set up this quickly, but yeah, we did it. All right, girls. So Rose and Thorn. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm going to say my Rose and my Thorns for the whole month of, just to summer up yeah. the month of December and then up to here. So I would say the Rose would be just to be able to see the progress that my daughter made she's finally back to her normal self and if not even more wild than before (laughs) um and yeah physical therapy was awesome for her um occupational therapy was good for her um we had some roadblocks here and there but all in all it was just really great to just see her flourish from like surgery then recovery then to it was a long journey for us um so that is my rose and just kind of just being back home and getting in this back in the swing of things is just it feels nice to just be back in my bed not in a hospital bed Mm -hmm. and then I guess my thorn would be just that like having to just readjust back to living in a hospital for a whole month you know hospital food hospital bed uncomfortableness all that stuff and then having to come back and then just have to readjust everything. And I just, I started school today, which is Monday the 15th. Yeah. So started school today. So then having to now, I guess, rewire my brain to like how my new schedule is going to be moving forward for this season. Um. So just, yeah, those are my rose and my thorn. Awesome. <laughs> how about you, girl? <laughs> ah, okay. So my rose, just also kind of like summarize the whole month up. Um was good. I went home to be with my family for Christmas. Um, this Christmas was definitely better than last Christmas. Last Christmas, I was sick. So this Christmas, I really felt more alive <laughs> than last alive. Christmas. <laughs> so spending time with my family um, and even those that 
weren't able to like be close with us, FaceTiming them and checking in was nice. Um, and then just also being back in the swing of things with school, we're starting mm-hmm. another production. So it's like getting back on that horse. And I think for my thorn, um, my thorn would be, I don't think I necessarily have one. Like I've had some thorny moments mm-hmm. this week, like the car accident. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was a thorny moment yes, where it was yes. just like a, uh, okay. That, yes. that happened. Um, but other than that, I can't complain too much. That's good. Yeah. That's always good. Glory be to God. Glory <laughs> be to God. All right. So let's just dive in. Let's dive in to 2 Corinthians 5, 7. And if you guys do have your Bibles, and we do encourage you guys to please um, get out your Bibles for this. But 2 Corinthians 5, 7, and we're going more at this verse for it says, for we live by faith and not by sight. Mm -hmm. And we asked ourselves this question before we decided to ask you guys this question. What does living by faith and not by sight look like? And how do we practice living this verse out daily? So we got a two-parter question. Mm -hmm. So, Issa, I'm going to throw it at you. (laughs) What does living by faith and not by sight look like for you? So I will just say, I will say this in a little, in a more personal way, just because of, you know, my life. Um, So for me, I think living by faith and just my day-to-day is believing in the Lord of the things that we cannot see so i would just give an example like my daughter she doesn't walk but i believe every day that she will one day walk by the faith that i have amen yeah um and that the lord will heal her through that but through that it's a process Mm -hmm. and so i believe that as long as i continue to have faith and just proclaim it and to just like verbally say that the lord will do it that is the faith that i think i live by i know i'm not living by just seeing her that she's not walking or that she's in her wheelchair and that she'll never walk, right? Because I can't, if I say those things and it starts to just like hover over me, but I believe and I say and I proclaim that the Lord will do it, but in his time and in his will. So that is one of the things that I would say personally, I live by faith and not by sight. And I try to practice that on a daily because she's my daughter and I see her every day, but it's just sometimes it gets overwhelming to be able to physically see something and know that there's no like when is it going to happen right um but then that's the most beautiful thing about having faith is that the lord wants us to have faith because what's the point of like him just giving it to us and us just seeing it we didn't really do anything in the process of that like it allows us to grow spiritually to have such a faith like that so that's that's how i practice it every day how about you i uh, those are amazing points. And the fact that you are practicing it by demonstrating to your daughter yes. how to walk by faith and not mm-hmm. by sight. I think for me, um, living by faith and not by sight, it's keeping your hands open mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. Father's will. And like you said on timing, I am a type of person where I like details. I like to know when, where, why, and how. I like to um, have a plan and a game plan because then it makes less anxiety on me. Mm -hmm. And I think growing up in a household where I knew where the expect, I woke up every morning knowing the expectation. Mm -hmm. I woke up every morning kind of knowing like the schedule, the plan. My parents are very detail-oriented people. So that kind of works for me. 
However, when it comes to God, (laughs) sometimes um, he's not going to share all the big details. He's not going to, he's just kind of waiting for us to come to him and to, um, even on the things that I haven't seen yet too, those things like you're, you're waiting to see your daughter take those steps to Mm -hmm. no longer have to use the assistance that she used to get through her life. And when we're waiting, sometimes we become impatient and our hands slowly become into fists. Mm. And so trying to practice keeping my hand open has had its moments where it's daunting and has had its moments where it's bringing me back to center and bringing me back to the feet of him and go, okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to keep my hands open. Mm -hmm. Wow. I didn't, I like how you use that closed hands, open hands. Yes. I like that. Like it, gives us such a great visual representation of faith, Mm -hmm. right? So that's, that's really good. And so, you know, when we talk about, um, living by faith and not by sight. So sometimes let's ask ourselves, like, what is in front of you that causes to live by sight and not by faith? Preach it. (laughs) What causes us to live not? Living is with sight, correct? Yes. Okay. So to live by sight and not by faith. Because it, it happens. Yeah. It happens. And I will say one. Yeah. Is I think that's coming to my to my head is um the people you surround yourself with. Mm, your circle. Yeah. Your circle. Yeah. I um okay. I have to say this. <laughs> circle was defined for me even the more when Chadwick Boseman passed away. Mm. And you wanna know why? Why? Because in his inner, his inner circle was the only people that knew that he was losing his life to cancer, right? Mm. The whole, we didn't know. Yeah. As consumers, we had no idea. We we're all yeah. here waiting for Black Panther 2. Uh-huh. Right. We're waiting yeah. for the next Marvel movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everyone in that circle could have opened their mouths to yeah. any media site mm-hmm. and got buckets of money. They didn't. They didn't. And... When I found out after, like, you know, when they released about his death and when, you know, I was, like, done with my shop, I sat back and goes and went, that is a testimony to who you have in your life. Your people, who your inner circle is. And then also, I used to be the type of person where um, I didn't like community. Community Mm -hmm. was just like, eh, because I've been hurt Mm -hmm. by community and by people. And so I I closed my fist. And so I got a revelation where it was like even Jesus needed a community. He had yeah. 12 and more that followed him and walked with him and did life with him. So if Jesus needed somebody. Who do you think you are where you don't need somebody? Mm-hmm. But it's Girl. also like you have to make sure you choose wisely because even in that 12, there was one deceitful person. Girl. Right. So even Holy Spirit. Yeah. Even in that, (laughs) even in your inner circle, you gotta use wisdom. Mm -hmm. And by sight, I think it's also what is distracting you. Yes. What are, what is right here in front of your face? I'll tell you, for me, it's my phone. Mm -hmm. It's the social media for me Mm -hmm. where that can become the biggest distraction. Yeah. I can sit there and lose time, precious time just scrolling and looking at time. Time. And as our pastor says, um, show me your heart and I'll show you your time. Mm-hmm. Right. Man, I have that lost so much time just being consumed by other people's life mm-hmm. instead of living the life God has called me to live. Yeah. So those are like a few examples of what's in front of you. And that's so good. Like for me, that's what I thought about is your circle. Cause you know, on your day to day life, you're interacting with people, mm-hmm. certain people that you keep in your circle coming in 
And so if you having people that are not encouraging you also closer to the Lord or giving you that godly advice and they're giving you worldly advice or other different coping mechanisms to then seek outside of God, Mm -hmm. then, you know, you have to ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? Or why am I not having my faith? Why am I doubting? Why am I doing this? Right. And so you need, you need your circle. You need community. You need people who love the Lord just as much as you do to be able to, in those moments where you're like, in that moment of I'm living by sight, not by faith, you need someone to be like, wake up. Yeah. You need to start having faith. You need to stop living by sight. This, the, the Bible, the scripture says this, the Lord says this. And so that is, those are really good. And I really love that one that you said. I, really, I love that one, but, and I love everything you just said. So Holy you, Spirit is in the room. Um, and so another question that we had are, yeah, are you, or, I wouldn't say you, but have you ever dealt with being blind to the things of God because your lack of faith? So elaborate a little bit. So have you ever had a moment where because of your lack of faith, you don't you don't have God's eyes. You don't mm. have God's 2020 vision. <laughs> you have your own vision. Right. I know we both wear glasses. We don't wear them all the time. <laughs> um, but. I know I can't see squat sometimes and I'd be thinking I can until I put those bad boys on and I'm like, oh, I can see. Yeah. I've had moments where like just the Lord is just so amazing because I've had moments where you have the aha moment and be like, I get it now, Lord. Mm-hmm. Like you were there the whole time. Yeah. But I think is it just literally and I think why the scripture is so important because it literally goes back. The word that we need to focus on is faith. Mm-hmm. It literally goes back to that. And so you know, if we're blind to the things of God, like that he's trying to show us and we just can't see it. I think it is lack of faith. It is lack of believing that he can even do it. I think we like realistically, logically, when we see something in front of us, it's easy to be like, oh, it's right there. Believe it. Yada, yada. So when it is just having that mustard seed of faith, Mm -hmm. pretty much. Mm -hmm. And And I've had moments where and we've, I'm sure we've all had moments where, you know, we're praying for something and it's just not coming out or turning out the way that we want it to. Right. And so we start to like push back. Our hands are closing, like you said. Yeah. And so the lack of faith, the faith level, if you think of like a battery, mm-hmm. right, it's like slowly dying. Right. And then in those moments, then we ask yourself, like, Lord, are you even here? Yeah. Or he feels so distant, so far away, but he's there the whole time. And I think. That is in the moments where we need to have the most faith is when we don't feel it. Yeah. Right. When we don't feel it is when we need to actually be like, hold on, like, let's not let the enemy try to get into our thoughts and stuff like we actually need to like. And I said, proclaim it. I think our our mouth is one of the strongest things that we have that the Lord gives us. And we if we speak positivity and we speak just like allowing us to um, ask the Lord for wisdom in, in those moments, then we'll be able to actually take the blinds off and see that he's literally right there. And just because we pray for things that we necessarily want doesn't mean that we necessarily need. Need it in that time. In that time frame. And when you were talking about speaking positive, positive things. Like affirmations. Affirmations. Mm -hmm. It's also biblically that the Bible says that um, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So if we walk around speaking death, over everything. And I don't mean like physically, like you're going to perish, but uh, this is not working or this is not working. I used to live in that state of mind yeah. where I spoke death over every situation. 
And it became a thing where my mom was like, you need to learn how to choose joy. You need to learn how to speak life instead of death. You're bro- you're walking around proclaiming death over this, that, and the other. Also, just love yourself. And loving yourself. Yeah, loving yourself. And loving the the journey that God yeah. has you on because we have to go through moments where he's stretching us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a song, you're the, I'm the, you're the potter, I'm the clay. He's constantly molding us and shaping us into yeah. who he is. Yeah. Okay. Isel, please explain Matthew 6, 22 through 23 and how it relates to second Corinthians five through seven. Okay. So Matthew six twenty two says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your, bo- your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? So that's Matthew six twenty two um, and twenty three. So, um, how we have also seeked counsel on this and done our research on uh, this verse, but essentially, so what you what you're focusing on, what you see, makes the difference between your body, your life, what's if it's being filled with darkness or light, essentially, if you think about it that way. And so um, if our aim in life is to get um, like material gain, it will mean darkness within. Mm. But if our outlook is to serve and glorify God, there will be light within. You see how that kind of like makes sense? So like just to the verse, I guess, um, to modernize it in a sense so people can Mm -hmm. understand it but um so if what what should be light is really darkness then we are being controlled by darkness and outlook determines outcome and so also something that i thought about too was the eye is this decision making of your actions and reactions Mm -hmm. and the ears are the decision making of your words and thoughts (laughs) now Go ahead. And so, yeah. you know, also uh, Matthew six twenty four leading leading to that also says, "No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted mm-hmm. to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money." And so that also for me, it took it's like it is most difficult to make progress in life with anything that you do, if you're trying to look in both directions at the same time. And so yeah. um, if we look at the word of like the eye, it's focusing on essentially like a, a healthy body, um, a healthy mind, healthy soul, healthy spirit. And so um, if we have that, then our body can move properly. It can function properly. Um, and then if we are out of focus in that and, we're seeing all the wrong things and we're putting ourselves in all the wrong places. Ultimately, it is um, the Lord's way of giving us not rules, but instructions to ultimately protect us yeah. to not make those unsteady decisions. And we're not perfect, of course, because right? we have to make yeah, a choice. We have to make it. We have a choice. He free has will. free will. That's what it is. It's free will. And so remember, like at the end of the day, the choices that we make and the evidence that we will have to then provide on the day when he comes on judgment day, you know, 
those are decisions that we make. Like a lot of the times I think we blame the Lord for the things that we have gone through in life. Mm. But we also have to remember we have free will. Yeah. We have free will to make decisions like those spirit can be telling us, but sometimes we can be very stubborn with the spirit and not listening to those things and not listening to God's timing and him telling us maybe it's time to wait, you know, and this is speaking for myself too. And so, um, yeah, so this, this is also just, it's just, just such a great verse and such a powerful verse to take with you is a reminder of you of like walking the path that he, he will, we will honorly do yeah. in his presence. And so, so Tiff, you have, mm-hmm. You have your verse um, that specifically, you know, these two verses that we're um, talking about is the the what this podcast, what this episode is entailing in all together yeah. and is what we we got from all of this. So go ahead and, and say yours. So mine is Luke 18, 40 through 43. And it says, um, then Jesus stopped and ordered that the blind man be led to him and he came near. Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me regain my sight. And Jesus said to him, regain your sight. Your personal trust and confident faith in me has made you well. Mm. Immediately, he regained his sight and began following Jesus, glorifying and praising and honoring God. And all the people, when they saw it, praised God. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Sit on that. Sit on that. Sit on that. Your faith has made you well. Yeah. I don't think we, I don't think we understand how much faith holds within our walk with the Lord. How much, how weight, it's it's heavy. heavy. It's heavy. And also, I love the amplified version sometimes (laughs) because it gives you a little bit deeper context. Mm -hmm. And this amplified version in parentheses, it says personal. Um, let me step back. So Jesus said to him, regain your sight, your personal trust and confident faith in me mm-hmm. has made you well. And confident and personal trust has been a word <laughs> for me the last few weeks, yep. literally. Mm-hmm. And it was even um, this wonderful woman was praying over me, her and her husband were praying over me at my parents' church. Uh, and they said, you know, God wants you to have God confidence. Tiffany, we speak God confidence over mm-hmm. you. And when I walked away from from the prayer, I'm thinking, okay, Lord, what does that mean? I'm thinking more materialistic, mm-hmm. not knowing that mm-hmm. I was going to mm-hmm. walk through something where the Lord was going to show me that there are still some things I'm holding tightly to. And so that just rings out to me so loud. It's like a big bell. Jesus said to him, regain your sight, your personal trust and confident faith in me has made you well. Mm -hmm. And immediately he regained his sight and began following Jesus, glorifying and praising, honoring God. And all the people, when they saw it, praised God. Mm -hmm. And so it's just... The word of God is so powerful. I know you said that as well. But when you're really taking this word sight and you're looking and seeing, and I challenge you guys to to research that word sight and see how it comes up in different Bible verses and, and what the Lord is saying and why sight is mentioned 
more than just in foot. First Corinthians? Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Second Corinthians 5, 7 is mentioned just more than in that, that small snippet of we live by faith and not by sight. It's mentioned in numbers. It's mentioned in, in so many other chapters of the Bible. And it's able to teach us a lesson. And I think why the Lord is just so repetitive in, in what he's telling us is like, it's not just once. It's not just like, they're just, and it can go with other things that we can talk about uh, in scripture, like in the Bible of words and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I've read certain things in Matthew that have been repetitive and it's just like, it's an attention, like the Lord is trying to get our attention. That's what it's, it is. Yeah. And so I encourage to, and cause this is something I'm also learning myself because it's, it's a difference when you're reading the Bible, but then understanding the Bible, asking for asking for wisdom for understanding. Because mm-hmm. I remember at times where I would read and be like, "I have to read this like five, six times," and I have no idea what it's saying. But having Absolutely. to sit back and be like, "Okay, Lord, like, give me the wisdom, the understanding to really pick up on what you're trying to say in this," because every verse in the Bible is something for us. Is something, um, whether it's in a season that you're with, you're in, or whatever, but. He is speaking to it. That's his way of communicating with us and how Absolutely. and how he loves us. And so that is really good. I really love that because that's what's sitting with me right now is your faith has made you well. And I think like if I'm thinking, I would love that day where the Lord tells me that. Hmm. Where he can look at me, you good and faithful servant. You know what I mean? And say that your faith has made you well. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's so honoring and, and such a proud thing for, for the Lord to just, you know, say that, you know? Um, and I can only imagine that time at back in that time when, you know, Jesus was alive and he would, he is still alive, but I'm saying on the, you know, at that, he's wa- doing his, his ministry, ministry on earth. Yeah. But how, how, if that was me, I'd be so, I'd be overwhelmed and filled with such like gratitude, gratitude to, to yeah. just, you see my faith. You're, you're, you know that I have faith. And so that is, that's sitting with me right now. It's because it's, it's a father being, it's, yeah, it is, it is. And what child does not want to make their father proud, Mm -hmm. their parent proud. Mm -hmm. And so in a sense, just let's like sit on that for a little bit. If we can, um, Jesus said to him, regain your sight, your personal trust and confident faith in me has made you well. It's really saying, I see. Yeah. I know the pain that you're in. <laughs> I know that you're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I know. I know that you're uncomfortable. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I know that you're uncomfortable. But. Um, I'm here. I'm here. I see you. I see you and your personal trust. Because you're, you're, you're seeking me. When everything else goes wrong, seek ye first. Seek ye yeah. Oh. When everything else, it, when everything else goes wrong, I see that you're still here. Mm. You're still here. I, still I here. hear your prayers. I see you on your knees crying and say, so, Oh, I'm about to get so teary. But you know what I mean? So yeah. 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 That's good. Thank you, Lord. Thank mm, you. Thank you. God. Spirit. So <laughs> moving a little forward into that. How can, um, how does this verse relate to your healing? Mm. I know I flipped it around a little bit, but like, how can we relate this verse? And be healed by this. And be healed by this. Um, yeah. And so because my verse was up, if we go back in Matthew 6, 
22 to 23. Um, so a little testimony of mine that I will say for now that I live by faith and I don't live by sight. Um, and so my two things that the Lord definitely has molded me, renewed me, transformed me in the last two years and has convicted me on. And I want to say this too, conviction isn't a bad thing. Say yeah, it. It's not a bad thing. It's it's the Lord's way of actually loving us. Repeat that conviction, for the people in the back. <laughs> Conviction is not a bad thing and, and don't don't feel like it has to be a bad thing or you're ashamed when the Lord convicts you of sinning. Essentially, it's it's wh- whatever you've done. It is his way of loving us to say that I forgive you. I have grace over you. Now, let's see what we can do better because Absolutely. your faith has made you well. <laughs> so, yeah. And so um, and so my testimony um, in the last two years that I, the Lord convicted me was, um, one would be acceptance of people and just social media and just people around me. I was, I focused more on who accepted me, mm-hmm. like what group I was in accepted me, how I could fit in essentially. And then the other one was lust. Yeah. And so I want to dig deep heavenly on lust because, um, if we look in like the definition of, lust right it if you look Mm -hmm. online or dictionary it says very strong sexual desire is the definition of lust another one that says a passionate desire for something and so if we look and say what is the definition between or the difference between lust and love like what would you think that it would be just something at the top of your head if you would think what what is the difference between lust and love (laughs) well i have two things for that One is, I think we've been painted a picture, especially as women, that lust is a man's problem. It's a a thing that men struggle Mm. with when it very well is equal to both man and female. Let's just Mm -hmm. put that and have that. (laughs) Uh, Love and lust. Hmm, This is so good. For instance, for me personally, romance novels. Hmm. That was a a, that was a struggle for me mm-hmm. because I could read those and they're full, especially especially the ones that are very detailed, detailed <laughs> and are not pleasing to mm-hmm. God. Um, they're very full of lust, and I remember I got convicted, mm-hmm. and I had to burn the ship where I had to get rid. I don't have a Kindle app anymore. No, because it's just a book, it's, right, Tiff? It's just a book. It's just a book. What, what harm is it going to yeah. do? No, I'm but living it, it my is, whole life through this and book. And it goes back to the sight, what your eyes are seeing. And you must essentially be, be reading a book, but the words that are, are the words, seeing, the description, yes, the details. It's it's in there. Yeah. And, and it's so, um, it, when I got convicted, God, I remember God saying, that is not love. What you're reading is not love. Mm-hmm. It's not the love that I created. It's superficial. It's superficial love. It's a, it's a person's point. It's the author's point of view. And nine times out of 10, the books that I was reading were not in a healthy manner of love. So yeah, my, those books were not at all, um, healthy for me and so that's 
that's my example of how lust and love are not the same. Love is sacrificial. Love is what God did in sending his son. Mm-hmm. Love is Jesus dying on yes. the cross. Love Speak it. doesn't ask for anything in return. Speak it doesn't, it. it doesn't, it doesn't hold no wrongdoings. There's nothing holding over your head. Love has pure intentions. And we're living in a time right now where love and lust it can be easily it can confused yeah and confused mm-hmm. but now it's more lust than mm-hmm. love the world is telling you to lust but yeah but making it that lust is love yes is what they're doing and like you kept saying um and we can go to 1 corinthians 13 4 7 and i'm sure it's been I'm sure that even if you don't walk with the Lord, you have heard this before. You hear it in yep. in weddings, weddings. You hear it in whatever, <laughs> right? Love is patient. Love is mm. kind. It does not envy. It it does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. That is that is God. That mm-hmm. is God. And so that is love. And so lust, um, we were talking about superficial, right? Yeah. Lust is based on physical attraction or a, sh- a short-term temporary stuff, temporary focus. Yeah, very temporary. Um, it can be, it leads to ultimately temporary satisfaction. Because, I mean, honeymoon stage can only last so long. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> and so it's it can be also impulsive, mm-hmm. impulsive, and it often and most of the time leads to heartbreak. Yeah, get your heart broken. So love, what we said, love is God. Love is sacrificial. Mm-hmm. The Lord, what yeah. the Lord God did, sending His Son Jesus, Jesus is love. You know, and so it's also an emotional connection. It's long term. So lust, short term. Love, long term. And so, um it's deep and meaningful and it creates lasting happiness and all this stuff is i were to say because back to my testimony is that i lusted for so long because i thought that lust was love i thought that if i just gave my body and that that was not that it was enough but it was enough to to sustain happiness in a relationship because you know i've i've heard this a lot too is that having sex in a relationship is normal it's 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 what you just do, right? I've heard this. I've heard people say this. It's yeah. what you just do in a relationship. It is what the world tells you to do in a relationship. Say that. It say is not that. what the Lord calls you to do in a relationship. And this is something not a mar- not when you're not, not when you're not married. There's no covenant. There's no there's no bond. And so I and I've had a you know many men say this to me, and back um, when I wasn't saved. I that is that was my mentality was that it was normal. It was like, why not? But when you when you really dig into those things, it's it does lead to heartbreak. And it has led me to so many heartbreaks. And when you remove that part and the Lord does it to protect you because he knows those things can hurt you. You think so clearly because the spirit, you can listen to the spirit instead of the flesh. Mm-hmm. You, you It's easy to remove the flesh and those stuff when, you, when you're so. You have the willpower, but you have the the power. The Lord is giving you strength because it's not easy. We're normal. We have yeah. these desires. We're not like we're not robots. Like we, of course, we have those desires, right? It takes all ultimate strength and just 
the pure love for the Lord to to sacrifice those things. Mm-hmm. And so that was one for me is um something that was a conviction for me in the last two years because he he really transformed my mind to now understanding the true meaning of love. And yeah. now I can easily identify lust. I can easily do that. And um and it, I can do it because of the Lord. I can do it because he helps me through that. And the other thing what um is for me is uh just was like acceptance of people. I was so easily what what social media was a bit a big thing for me when we talk about sight and we're talking mm, about yeah. um what's that word like self-esteem. Um and you're looking at the likes and I'm seeing if the likes go up or if the picture is good enough or you know what I mean? Those things like it is all, what you're scrolling through, like that really ate me up for two years, like not just two years, but when I was living worldly. And, yeah. you know, when you think about it, I still wasn't fulfilled. I still wasn't happy. You're still like you're missing something. And joy is something that only can come from the Lord. No one mm. can take the joy away from you. And now I, I'm, I can say that I have joy, but those are the two things that how I lived before. How That's how I lived by sight. I live by lusting, by seeing things, like superficial things, right? I live by by people's idea, opinions, opinions and idea, and yeah. it held so much weight. And I learned that who I am in Christ is the only thing that matters. Christ yeah. says who I am. Mm-hmm. He, he's the only one. He's the author of my life. He's the only one who can tell me who I am. And you I am fearfully preach. and wonderfully made. You better Thank preach. you. Like, thank you, Holy Spirit, because... I feel like this is something I needed to tell myself, but the spirit is telling me to tell myself. It's like the Lord is reminding me of who I just am in Christ. He's encouraging He's in- you to encourage yeah. someone else. And I'm encouraging too. I'm encouraging you too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. So how about you? Like, how do you, how can, how what we talked about in just this episode, like about uh, living by faith and not by sight, how can we, how can you relate that and be healed by your verse mm-hmm. that you yeah. talked about. So, um, man, that was good. <laughs> I got a little, I was like, I was in it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm for it. So, um, my site was people pleasing mm-hmm. and performing. And I, I am a recovering performing Christian. Mm-hmm. What, it, what does that mean, Ted? Because I mean, mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Outside of you, I don't think I've heard that. When we've talked about this, like Mm -hmm. deeply in our own conversation, I think that was maybe one of the first times I've heard that word performing Christian. Christian. So, what is that? What does that mean? Well, I'll give you a definition and then I'll give you like my personal perspective on what I was doing. So, performing based Christianity, Christianity means often feeling the need to perform well in order to please God and people around them. Mm -hmm. The performance trap can distort the true understanding of God and what he has done for us or you if you want to make this personal. Mm. And so because I am a people pleaser, Mm -hmm. because I want validation and sometimes also want the seeking of praise from others, I developed this idea in my head to just perform. And I remember. So when you performed, did you have faith? It was shallow, very hmm. shallow, shallow faith. faith, like puddle shallow. Hmm. It was not deep at all. 
there were moments where it was deep, but I think that came from, I think it came from God just saying, let me do this for her because she needs this. Mm. Yeah. Um, loving you. Loving me. I think it just mm-hmm. came from God loving me mm-hmm. um, when I didn't deserve it. Yeah. And so how I got delivered from performing Christianity and being a performing Christian was during the pandemic. Um, I love to serve and I love to not let people down. And so sometimes that would be, I would use that for my benefit of not being able to say no, Hmm. always doing, always doing, because in my head, I thought you were serving, I was serving, but also Lord, I'm doing all of this in expectation of getting the things that I want. Hmm. So using God as an ATM, (laughs) using God as a Santa Claus. Like Like if I just, if I do all of this. Yeah. Then Lord, you'll then you'll be so happy. Yeah, so happy. You'll be so pleased with me that you'll give me this, that, and yeah, because I'm doing something that I'm doing something that honors you, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm like, hey, if I'm performing, but I'm still spreading the gospel, and maybe that gospel can lead to someone to salvation. Hey, why not? Why not? I'm making people proud. Yeah, this person's proud of me. That Hmm. person's proud of me. That person's you know honored that I'm doing this. Why not? Mm -hmm. Why not? Hmm. So then. During the pandemic, um, I remember standing up on, I sing on the worship, I was singing on the worship team at the time, and this thought hit me like a truck. And the thought was, am I really a Christian? Am I really saved? Conviction. <laughs> I don't think it was conviction. I think it was Satan. Hmm. That's a good one, too. I took that thought and it ran me into the deepest rabbit hole of my Ooh. life. He knows... Satan knows he your weakest. Knows. He knows the weakest thing. Mm-hmm. So that thought of he knows what can easily crumble you. Crumble me, yeah. And, and that crumbled did. you. It crumbled me to where I quit the worship team on that spot. Hmm. I walked off the stage. We were wrapping things up because uh, this was during COVID, so we were recording. And I looked the worship leader in the face and I said, "I'm not doing this." And I came up with some lie to kind of um, justify me quitting. Something hmm. about like work. Hmm. And I didn't return back to church since hmm. that time because hmm. I was just so pissed off at God. And I tell people when I tell my testimony of that season, I middle fingered God. Like, how dare you? Da, 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 mm-hmm. da. I've been doing this, this, and that. Really, really self sabotaging. Yeah. And God just was like, I'm going to let her do it. Okay. She middle fingered me. Okay. She's I'm mad. A, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to be quiet. Mm. And what got me was a friend of mine took me out to lunch and we were supposed to be talking about our school year, just like all the the juiciness of that school year. We're both teachers during the pandemic. So we had juice to spill (laughs) and tea to drink as well. So we're we're getting ready. We sat at the restaurant, but God took that conversation and turned it for good. Mm. Where at the end of that conversation, she basically, in a way, refed me the gospel. Wow. Now you're talking to a girl who's been in church from the womb. I have parents that uh, you grew up in it. I grew up in the church. Literally. Literally. My parents have served. Like you were I think you were there from the day. I was there from the day you were got out the I hospital. Got out the hospital. <laughs> I'm like, 
<laughs> my mama shouting and I'm in her room. So I'm there. Yeah. Right. There, how can this happen? So easily mm-hmm. it can happen. Yeah. When all you've been doing is performing mm-hmm. and people pleasing. And what did you told me something yesterday yeah. in that you said, I mean, I'll like, I'll let you tell mm-hmm. it, but it's coming to mind when you said your mom had told you, okay, you're at this age where you gotta, I gotta it. go. God, I have to go to God for myself. You have to go to God for yourself. Like she can't do it. She for can't you. do it for me anymore. And, and that was when I was like 18, but I was still in this performing mindset. Mm-hmm. I did not stop performing until I was 28 years old hmm. or no, I was 29 when the pandemic, 29. Wow. So from like, I would, I wouldn't even put this on my childhood because you're a kid. You don't know. Mm -hmm. But as a young adult to 29, I was thinking in this performance mentality, teenager even. Hmm. Let me just, people, people like when I serve, they, they count on, they count on me. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a nice feeling to have. I'm feeling a spot. I'm feeling a spot. So it's okay. Or Mm -hmm. people trust me. Yeah. I'm validated. People respect me. So, of course, that means I'm doing something. Something. But am I really doing it to glorify God or is it to get approval and applause by man? Mm-hmm. And so that was just constantly um, what God had to deal with me on. And I bring that So you to were living verse. by sight. I was living by sight and not by faith at all. And so there's also this verse in Ephesians, in Ephesians 2.8 through nine and it says for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves it is the gift of god not by works so that no one can boast what i was doing was feeble it wasn't serving anyone it was serving two masters and i don't know i I definitely have to find it but i know that not everybody who screams lord is going to enter the kingdom yeah you 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 know what i mean Mm -hmm. And the Bible does say that is, and I'm, you know, maybe in the next uh, episode I'll find it to just to come. But I, it's coming to my mind is that any, just because you, you say Lord, mm-hmm. I'm here. I was here. I was serving you all. I was along. serving you all along. Now, what? Because it goes back to what your faith has made you well. Where was your faith? You could be serving all you want, but like your faith at that time was shallow. It was so. It wasn't. It was it, well. It wasn't making you well. Yeah. But, because it was just. It's so easy to yeah, I have faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe in the Lord. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll raise my hand. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll do it all. Yeah. And even on a platform like a worship team where where it was so easy to go into this performance mode. Mm-hmm. And for me, more than ever, because that is one of my giftings is performing. Yeah. Because I I I like I'm I'm in the arts. So mm-hmm. dancing, acting, singing, doing musicals. It's easy to slip into performance mode. Wow. Also being a teacher, sometimes you got to perform as a teacher, especially if you teach in the little little ones and <laughs> Oh, ones. I know. You got to you got to be that. high energy and perform. Mm-hmm. So it was really like, okay, let's go there. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it was like second nature. It was like to second you. nature to the point where is this coming from a true heartful place? Or is this really just performing? Mm. And that was something that, yeah, that as the world was starting to somewhat like turn, the Lord was also turning my life mm. and really dealing with me on on 
on not performing anymore Hmm. and really convicting me of it. And I had to ask for forgiveness. But I use it now to tell people that um, that I don't believe in the re- I don't have a religion. I have a relationship. Yep. Now Say I know Say that I have a relationship with mm-hmm. God. Are there moments when I fall? Yes. Are there moments when I self doubt and I have to fight for um, the mental stability to have the faith mm. that I can't see? Mm-hmm. To stay, to still, to stay my hand with the Father. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, but I'm not going to perform anymore, mm-hmm. and I can't perform anymore because it's not getting me anywhere. It's not making me grow. Wow, yeah, it's so so good, so so good. So we good. we just thank the Holy Spirit. Yeah, because wow, wow, that's awesome. I'm I'm more I'm more in loss of words and as we as we close this like we we uh as you're hearing this though we had to re-record the, this whole thing because um when we recorded it there there was um just it it was staticky it was audio uh, something was going on with the audio and as we came together today and um we we sat here and really just we prayed but we also planned and and re we we saw everything that we wrote down and like some things just didn't sit right no it didn't and we just didn't have peace Mm -hmm. and so now i think the lord did this so that we can say so that he can say what needs to be he can intercede he can intercede and we always pray like lord empty us we don't want this podcast to ever be about us mm-hmm. we just want to be used and we felt the call to be used and so we're just walking in obedience mm-hmm. we're not walking in perfection no nope. we're walking in obedience yeah and so yeah this is this is awesome but this uh this wraps up yeah our second episode our second episode <laughs> praise this <God>. is i know <laughs> praise, i'm telling like the more we i was telling tip i'm telling you like the more we get the more we start doing this, the easier we'll get as far as like it's it really is guys like the the back uh background of it all. Like it yeah. is a lot of work and we're putting a lot of time into this. Um, but it's all for the glory of God. Join us every Thursday for a new episode. Yes. Don't forget to like, follow, and share. You can find us on Instagram at girl.talk with God. Thanks for tuning in. Already. Bye. Bye.